0: it's the middle of may are you ready to close the books and enjoy the summer that is present before you it's that time of the homeschool year when i've typically wanted to embrace a change because i was done with my homeschool how about you is it time to reimagine your homeschool life put the books away consider how you could do it differently today we're going to do just that Welcome to the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast. I'm Teresa Weedrick, Homeschool Life Coach over at www.capturingthecharmedlife.com. I'm here to walk alongside you, whether you are new to homeschooling, you're homeschool curious, or you've been doing this homeschool thing for a while. I want to be the authentic supportive ear that can reflect your thoughts, concerns, and ideas and help you live your homeschool life on purpose. If you're a homeschool mom looking to reimagine your homeschool life, then this podcast episode is for you. Have you ever wondered if there were simple steps you could take at the end of your homeschool year so that your homeschool planning wouldn't be quite so hefty for September again? If you're a homeschool mom that's been there, done that, I'm curious, what would be your first thoughts? What would you want to make sure to do before you close the books on this past homeschool year so you could truly embrace the summer? Could you create a rudimentary plan before you even put the books away from this year? Let's reimagine our homeschools in nine simple steps so we can be more clear and confident. Whether you're a seasoned homeschooler wanting to reimagine your homeschool or you're just starting out on this journey, in today's episode titled Reimagine Our Homeschool Lives Nine Simple Steps to Plan with Confidence and Clarity, we'll explore how we can infuse new energy and creativity into our homeschool journey. As experienced homeschoolers, it's important for us to periodically reassess our goals, to refresh our approach and reignite the joy of learning. So let's do a deep dive and discover what those nine simple steps are so we can reimagine our homeschool lives. Okay, so step number one, And in no particular order, though, I do think this should be a rudimentary step. What do you want your kids to know? Before I give you my ideas, why don't we examine yours? Because your answers matter a lot. Are you able to ask that question? Yeah, because you're homeschooling. You get to decide. You get to infuse your kids' education with what you want your kids to know. So what do you want them to know? Maybe you can grab your planning journal, and if you don't have one, I will encourage you to grab a simple notebook where you can keep ideas for each of the kids for each year and write down your ideas. You don't have to use the school system's approach to creating an education. You don't have to find out what the local learning outcomes are for the you know, local brick and mortar school, you can decide to raise up your kids in the way that you believe is right. Did you know that the Latin root of the word education is educato? And it means to raise up. Raise up what, I ask? Not a school system, not a classroom, not a neighborhood of kids, rather the kids in your home. So grab your journal. What do you want to raise up and how? What do you want your kids to know? The second step that I'd encourage you to do, especially if you're a newer homeschool mom, but most definitely still, if you've been around, read about homeschooling. I offer a homeschool mom a reading list that I think every new homeschooler could read to feel confident Here's a few of the authors that I have on my list, but you don't need to write them down because you can head over to my website to check out the show notes and discover I have a download available for you of that exact thing, the Homeschool Mama reading list. The first author I'd recommend is John Holt, author of many books. How Children Learn is one of them. John Holt is a 30-year school teacher who watched his students engage in their learning, and discovered that they weren't always learning just because he was teaching. It taught me a lot about how my children learn. This author shifted my approach to my kids and their learning. Another author is Rachel Gathercole, author of The Well-Adjusted Child. Um, Does anyone ever ask you about the homeschool S-question? you know, socialization, if you've ever asked that question or wondered it yourself by the way I did in the earlier years, (laughs) yeah, really did, then this book will put to rest every concern you've had. So check out Rachel Gather Cole's book, The Well-Adjusted Child. And also, she is an author of a book that we've included in the Homeschool Mama Book Club, where I read and we discuss Another book that I recommend is John Holt and Pat Ferenga, authors of Teach Your Own. If you want to be certain that this home learning thing will actually benefit your child, this book will undergird you with certainty. Then, of course, there is Julie Bogart, author of The Brave Learner. Julie's a veteran homeschool mama of five, five kiddos all grown up, And she shows you how to engage your kids so that you are brave in your approach to your homeschool lifestyle and that you can find the freedom you need to enjoy this lifestyle. John Taylor Gatto is author of Dumbing Us Down. He is a spitfire of an author and a powerhouse of a book he has written. In fact, he's written a few. This book will blow your socks off. Everything you subconsciously knew about your conventional education, the one that you had, will be reflected in this book. This celebrated and award-winning teacher spent 30 years analyzing the very educational system he was celebrated for teaching in. Then of course there's Lisa Revere, author of The Homeschool Option, How to Decide When It's Right for You. This is the book I picked up on a lark, read in a week, and that book changed my family's fate. We homeschooled because of that book. Kind of a landmark book for me. Have you met Judy Arnell? She is author of Unschool to University and Parenting with Patience. She frees me from homeschooling like my home is a school. I can rest assured that my unschooled kiddos can even get into university. And by the way, I have had an unschooled kiddo get into university. And Judy Arnell teaches me how to be patient with my children. Um, where have you been all my homeschool life? Then have you met Barbara Oakley, author of Learning How to Learn. She empowers me to understand learning and how the brain absorbs and processes knowledge bits. This learning about learning is a fundamental must-read. It has helped me understand my kids' learning process, how to be a whole bunch more patient, and how to support my kids. Oh, and by the way, remember you can download this resource, the Homeschool Mama reading list, over at the show notes of this podcast episode. You're also welcome to join me in the monthly Homeschool Mama book club where I'll read them for you and we can chat about them discussion style. The third step I'd share with you is to know your why and clarify your goals. Before you begin planning, It's essential that you define your goals. What is the reason you're doing this? What do you want your child to achieve academically or socially or personally? By having a clear vision for your family and understanding the why behind your decision, you can establish a solid foundation and set the stage for your version of success. In the last two weeks, I had an Instagram live series for homeschool moms. And one of those discussions I had with Tammy Marone from Roots Before Petals. We had a great discussion about how we can determine whether our homeschool is a success. And it is anything but conventional. So go check it out on Instagram live. You'll also find it on YouTube. As Simon Sinek, the author of Know Your Why, said in his cleverly titled book, Know Your Why, hmm, does that apply to homeschooling? Sure wasn't talking about homeschooling, but I think it does apply to homeschooling. We need to know our why. We need to know why we want to homeschool. By knowing why, you gain a deeper understanding of your motivations, your aspirations, it becomes the driving force that guides your decisions, your choices, your purchases, your time, and your educational approach. When you know why you're homeschooling, you'll gain a clearer vision, and you'll have something to walk toward. That clarity empowers you to align your planning with your intentions choosing the appropriate resources or extracurricular activities so you can make informed choices that actually resonate with your values. So take the time to reflect on your why. You could grab your journal and ask yourself now what inspired you to choose homeschooling. If you're new to homeschooling, is it the desire for a more personalized education? the wish to nurture your child's individual strengths and passions, or the need for a more flexible learning environment. By having a clear vision and direction, you can align your planning with your objectives and make decisions, um, informed decisions. As I wrote in my book, Homeschool Mama Self-Care, Nurturing the Nurturer, I said why you homeschool matters more than how you homeschool. But why you homeschool is very influenced by what you think an education is anyway. So consider what you think an education is anyway. So step four is to plan the planning. Yeah, plan the planning. If you're new to homeschooling, decide how you're going to engage your kids' education and begin that planning. Here are five things I'd share with you. One is to explore different homeschool philosophies. There are a few. Okay, there are far more than what I'm about to mention. But off the top of my head, there's Charlotte Mason, unschooling, child-directed learning, self-directed learning, project-based learning, Waldorf, Montessori, classical, and the very popular and practically ubiquitous method called... Well, the method that everyone almost always says they are after about five to seven years of homeschooling, eclectic homeschooling, which is just a combination of anything that works. So explore different homeschool philosophies. The second thought is to just plan for this year. No 12-year plan, please. No signing up to organize the homeschool co-op in your first year. Nope, not a good idea. No expensive curriculum in the box for the first year, or you're guaranteed for overwhelm. And do assume that you're changing everything next year, because you will. You'll decide that some things work for you, maybe for your kids, maybe one of your kids, and some things don't. Homeschooling is an ever-evolving process, so just plan for this year. The third thought for the new homeschooler, Jump onto Facebook groups and ask what other people think. Public opinion matters, and there's always a reason that something's popular. Also know that public opinion might not always apply to you. Who you are might not be who they are, so you might not value their values or their approach. So take everything with a grain of salt. Read everything about everything, but only do what seems truly reflective of you. The fourth thought is to begin learning about time blocking now. You could go down this rabbit trail of research indefinitely, so intentionally choose how much time you want to invest in your homeschool research before you do it. Your kids will grow up right before your eyes as you stay glued to your handheld device while you read one bajillion homeschool blog posts, listen to podcasts, and research Facebook threads. And if you're not a natural born timekeeper, a woman after my own heart, well, then why don't you grab your time audit here? Because it does serve us to time block all of our life. The fifth thought is you can just join me in coaching where you and I can do this together. You can learn more about coaching opportunities when you schedule a chat with me. I'd love to meet you. And if you're not a new homeschooler and you've been there, done this a few years already, here's what you can do. Grab your journal and you can answer these questions or you can head over to the show notes and just copy and paste them or join me in the year-end review. You can ask yourself what worked this past year for your kids and yourself. What did you learn about your kids? Who is each of your kids? How does each of them learn? What did you learn about yourself this year? What works for you? And what do you need? What do you now believe in education to be? Because it is an ever-evolving, growing clarity on what we believe in education is. Have you learned anything you need to de-school from? What are your unrealistic expectations? Are you confident in your homeschool choice? Why or why not? What are your core values guiding you? Which resources, extracurriculars, and activities do you want to include again next year? You could also do what I've done every year at this time. I've created an end-of-year portfolio. I didn't have to. My Canadian provincial government of British Columbia did not require me to. But the end of the year was a great time when I looked over all the things we did. I looked at the lists of books my son had read, or the oodles of science experiments my second daughter did at the kitchen island, the history books of my oldest daughter that she consumed on her bed, or the YouTube videos that our third daughter wrote and recorded. And when I saw all of that written down and a whole lot more, I felt more at ease. I could see that I engaged each of them in ever so unconventional ways, especially as the years went on, and also plenty of conventional ways. And I didn't worry that they weren't learning or had an inadequate education, because how could they be when I could see all of that they were doing on paper? I could see it with my very eyes that they'd learned a ton that year, or at least been exposed to a ton. They'd learned knowledge bits, and also learned a lot about themselves, but that's another podcast episode. Also, those portfolios were nice mementos. If you'd like to join me in assessing your past year, and also learning how I put together a portfolio for each kiddo, you're invited to join me in the year-end review for Homeschool Moms. In this year end, we'll do a homeschool assessment to align your actual activities with your homeschool vision, to assess your homeschool curriculum, to see if you actually want to do all those things, or maybe you need to focus in on a few for an easier, more ease-filled routine. We're going to assess your routine. For those that are entering kindergarten, we'll talk about that if you have no idea where to start, or for those entering high school and are at a loss in making curriculum choices or creating a really a three-year plan before we begin the next season of their lives. We're going to assess your homeschool philosophy and ask if it's working for you. We're going to simplify your homeschool tackle your actual homeschool challenges to create an attack plan maybe you can't figure them all out but you can sure create a plan to address them we're going to help you address your real homeschool kids so you can create an individualized home education for each of them and we're going to infuse you with courage so you can keep going in your homeschool and life so sign up for the homeschool year-end review I'm interrupting this episode because I'm going to share with you my core values, why I'm here, what my core values are as I walk alongside you. I believe every homeschool mom wants the very best for their kiddos. I believe our intentions are good, but our follow-through doesn't always serve the kiddo in front of us. I believe that the way we homeschool doesn't always serve our souls or our needs or even serve our growth journey. I believe we're raising up unique individuals who were meant to be on this planet at the time that they are, and I believe that they have a one in seven billion reason for being here. I believe we enter this homeschool journey with the best of intentions with all our heart. We'd love to be given the playbook that would serve our kids' souls, because if we were given it, we homeschool mamas would work into the wee hours to accomplish it. I believe our own upbringing, our past educational experiences, and the challenges we're called to overcome in this life, our growth journey, need to be explored deeply so we can offer our kids an educational and life experience and a growth plan to address their challenges to help them in their growth journey. And I believe when we do this, our journeys will be more aligned and authentic so we can live out our lives with greater intention and purpose and do it with increasing confidence and vision. That's what I believe. And my core values in this space and in my life and with my kids and with every relationship I have is authenticity, confidence, vision, purpose, and intention. And the reason I'm here is to walk alongside you to be an authentic supportive ear that can reflect your thoughts, concerns, or ideas and enable you to live your homeschool and life authentically, confidently, and purposefully. If you'd like to join me in a conversation to explore the idea of coaching in your homeschool or life journey, you're welcome to book an appointment with me. You'll find that on my website, www.capturingthecharmlife.com. I'm looking forward to meeting you. The fifth step to plan your homeschool with confidence and clarity is to obviously plan learning opportunities, but learning opportunities not school subjects. In the show notes of this podcast episode, I share personalized educational ideas for a six-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old, and 13-year-old, because I've written about my homeschool kids since very early in my homeschool days, which as an aside, I highly recommend as a practice. And if you're interested in beginning a writing practice beyond your Instagram feed, you're welcome to join me for a beginner writer's workshop in the Homeschool Mama support group. But note to self, your kids aren't my kids, and I'm not you, so what I value, what my kids value, how they learn, and where they were in different developmental stages at different ages are probably not going to be the same as yours. My kids weren't even the same as each other. Having said that, if you want to check out what my kids were doing at those ages, you can head over to capturingthecharmlife.com learn more and along with planning learning opportunities might I recommend getting a library card if you don't already have one clearly I'm talking to the new homeschool mama here because girlfriend we are going to borrow a whole lot of books so you can find those resources on my website but if you prefer watching a discussion instead of reading you can also find those ideas on my YouTube channel so step 6 search for learning opportunities this is easy. This is fun. Don't overthink this step. Don't overbuy for this step, which is hard to do. Check out the library or online resources, maybe a community calendar, a homeschool lending library, and ask your kids what they want to do. Learn what other local homeschoolers are planning. Discover a new museum or art gallery or science center or nature reserve or literally anything that interests you and include that. Also, remember that discussion in the minivan on the way to the grocery store or those conversations around the kitchen table or that debate that broke out as you were taking the recycling to the recycling depot? All of that is learning. counted as learning. And games. So many games. Every game can be used as a learning opportunity somehow, some way. P.S. Your home is not a school. That whole word, homeschool, if we could strike it from the Google language, then I would be able to happily engage in a discussion on why I think we should shift that language to, I don't know, almost anything. Maybe home educate, but it's not always home, is it? You don't have to try to make your home a school. In fact, it will be counterproductive. I'll discuss this in the newly recreated free mini course for homeschoolers that you can use to reimagine your homeschool or to plan for your new homeschool. You can find that over on the show notes page too. The seventh step is to keep a planner. But don't do daily lesson plans unless you really want to and your kids really want to. I had kids that really wanted daily lesson plans, they wanted planners, they wanted colored markers and the whole thing, and I had kids that really didn't. And I was somewhere in between. I used a paper planner, I wrote in a planner, all the things that we did do. We can observe what your kiddo likes to do, learn to follow their lead, and then write it down. You can check out my homeschool planner or the one that I've used for years in the YouTube video. The link is also in the show notes. Step eight is to create a routine, not a schedule. I share what the difference is between a routine and a schedule in the show notes. You can check that out in the free mini course too. A schedule feels like forced confinement. Routines are like general guidelines. This is what we're typically doing at this time of day. Forced confinement? Uh, I don't think so. Routines include the stuff you want to include. They're flexible. And routines create predictability. And they usually bear out in productivity. But they are not schedules. Things that you have to do. They're just guidelines. So what do you want to include in your day? Write it down. Do you want to carve out a morning routine, even if it's just 15 minutes? Do you want to create a morning routine with the kids? Maybe you could do a prayer or meditation or a yoga practice or do a read-aloud or a basket of activities or discuss your plans for the day as you're having breakfast. Maybe you can ask the kids what their hopes and plans are for the day and make sure you let your kids know yours too. It'll make things smoother you obviously can include the learning opportunities easy to do you can include a post lunch communal quiet time you can get outside and be active every day you can schedule in screen time make sure you're having fun time and as i call it eyeball to eyeball time where you're actually listening to each of your kids on a regular basis depending on how many kids you have that might not be every day but at least you're practicing doing it regularly. Of course, you're going to include household chores, unless you have a housekeeper. If you do, can you send her to my house? You can include extracurricular activities, co-ops, and part-time jobs as your kids get older. You can include whatever you want to include. Just make it a routine, not a schedule. And the eighth and final step that I would encourage you to consider as you are planning your homeschool and want to have confidence and clarity in your homeschool to reimagine your homeschool, is to pay attention to your kids and stop overthinking. You are not going to do anything perfectly. You really aren't. There's no such thing as perfection anyway. I share 10 lessons that I learned in 10 years of my homeschooling, and one of them is about learning that perfection isn't a thing. In homeschooling, or any part of life. But I've got to ask, what would you say your answer is to what is an education anyway? Because that's guiding your whole intention behind this homeschool lifestyle. So what's the purpose? When you determine what your reasons for an education are, you'll get a really clear vision of how you want to approach their education. So keep listening to your kiddos, watch how they learn, watch how you like to learn, watch how you like to engage their learning. You're probably engaging them in a way that works for you, by the way. But keep listening and watching, observing, then do your thing, enjoy your kids, have fun, assess and reassess every season, and keep on keeping on because you are the most invested person in your child's life. I sure do hope that those nine steps will help you to reimagine your homeschool. If you put any of these practices into place in your homeschool, let me know about it. I would love to hear from you. You can share your thoughts in a review on Apple, Spotify, or any podcast player that you are listening. You could also connect with me in the Patreon support group. I'm on Instagram and Facebook in the Homeschool Mama support group. You can throw a comment on my YouTube channel or my website, capturingthecharmlife.com. But my very favorite way is to actually have a coffee with you and you can book a session a consultation session with me, you can find that on the front page of my website. I've shared a lot of different resources that you can access that I hope are useful and beneficial to you, but probably the one I want to point you toward the most is the newly refreshed free homeschool course so you can reimagine your homeschool life. Until next week, I want for you and your homeschool kids to turn your homeschool challenges into your homeschool charms. You got this, girlfriend.